3: Hey, 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 and welcome to the first episode of the Niner Noise podcast, part of the Fan Podcast Network. My name is Robert Morrison. I'm a contributor with NinerNoise.com. And here with me is fellow contributor and fellow 49ers fanatic, uh, Chris Wilson. Chris, how are
2: you doing today? I'm doing great. And it's quite fitting that we were tasked with kicking off the official Nine Roys podcast at a high point in the 49ers 2019 season. So far, their absolute high point of the season and uh, perhaps the high point of the last uh, handful of seasons. So, um, yep, sitting here at 2-0, feeling good, excited, looking forward to breaking down another San Francisco 49ers victory. Yeah, that would have been a bad a bad time to start the podcast off with a uh,
3: with some negative stuff. We probably would have had to go back and be like, "So, remember that that uh, Buccaneers game that we played where we won? That was cool." And then just completely ignore the fact that we lost to the Bengals. But fortunately, we do not have to worry about that because the 49ers just just ran over the Bengals on Sunday in Cincinnati. Uh the final score was 41-17, but the game was not even as close as the final score indicated. Uh the uh second Bengals touchdown came at the in like literal definition of garbage time on a on a long pass that kind of that John Ross sort of You know, broke past a few people and then was faster than everyone um, and some slipping uh, by the 49ers (laughs) defensive backs. And he sort of ran it in. Um, He had a large chunk of his receiving yards on that one play. I think it was 66 yards or something. But the final score, um, again, 41-17 you know, we'll give the Bengals that that last touchdown as sort of like a consolation prize. Uh, The 49ers racked up over 570 yards of total offense. Uh, And more importantly, the defense showed up again. Um, They gave up a lot of of yards in the air at at the end of the whole thing. Again, once the the numbers were kind of racked up uh, with garbage time stats and all that kind of stuff. The air yards looked worse than the actual game indicated. I think they had like 313 or something like that. But the bigger number for me was the 25 yards that they gave up to the Bengals ground game, um, which was just super impressive. Um, Overall, it was just a a fun game to watch uh, from beginning to end. Uh, It was looking for a little while like it was going to be one of those back-and-forth games. Um, And then pretty early on in the second quarter, the Niners just sort of stepped on the gas and never let go and that was sort of the end of it um chris what uh, were your thoughts about the game uh in this in a sort of general sense uh for sunday's win yep.
2: i mean i think it was fantastic um the niners should play like that every week and, agreed um should leave me happy at the end of every sunday if i had a preference um <laughs> yeah i mean th- th- they're uh the combination of uh, run defense that allowed what 25 yards and then yep. um rushing offense that produced i believe Two hundred and fifty-nine yeah, or two hundred sixty 250, yards. Yeah, yeah. Quite a yeah. I'm all about that ten to one ratio. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's our, real good. Yes, yeah, so I think it's a good, good, good general game plan for for any uh, AFC uh, North fans. If you're playing the uh, the Bengals, is just don't let Mixon do anything or, or Bernard if he they care to hand the ball off to him. Right. And then just force the Red Devil to throw the ball like forty to fifty times, because that usually uh, will. And it been victory. Yeah, that usually as with for the two teams they've played so far this year. Yeah, that, so. that does work out. That was great. Uh, offense was great. It was just all around. Other than one unfortunate injury that that may plague the team for a little while. Yeah. It was um, otherwise a yeah very very close to a perfect game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought I thought the thing that was most important and the thing
3: that really stood out to me. Uh, so the the game was not out of reach um, at halftime. It was what. 24 to 10 at halftime. Yeah. 24, 10 at halftime. So reasonably, uh, you know, they had a, a nice, a nice lead, two touchdowns, but not like, Oh, this game is over yet. So I thought it was really important. And I thought telling uh, about this team is I was watching it, the game with my dad. And I said, they have the ball first. What they need to do is step on the throats of the Bengals and put this game away. Like right now, Um, because I feel like in years past that team would have gotten the ball first the Niners would have gotten the ball first and gone like three and out and the Bengals would have scored and it would have been 24 17 and suddenly the game's looking a lot different so I thought it was really important that they scored not only first but actually (laughs) first and then second and then third and it was 41 to 10 before we knew it uh you know before the before that that quarter was even over uh so I thought that was a really important moment for this team uh for them to be able to sort of just you know to, to put them away, to not mess around, to say, look, we are a superior team, and we are going to sort of just kind of hit you with a knockout punch really early so that we don't have to, to worry about you for the rest of this game, essentially.
2: Yeah, and there were a couple key points in the game, turning points, if you will, where, where the game uh, you know could have gone in either direction depending on the outcome of the 49ers' next drive. But the Niners were able to execute and keep the momentum... Going forward, the first one occurred uh, right after the Garoppolo interception. Uh, Fortner's got the ball back, and Shanahan turned to the running game to uh, drive down the field and score the third touchdown of the game. And that was a big drive for the offense, and and for Garoppolo, who realizes he doesn't need to do everything on every play. But also, like like you said, uh, you know, getting the ball in the uh, in the second half, um, you know, finishing off the you know the first half with a uh, with a field goal, and um, and adding, adding as we tend to do nearly every, at the end of every uh, first half, and then, um, you know, and start start off the second half with a, uh, you know, I think it was something like a 75-yard touchdown drive. It was an 80,
3: 85-yard touchdown oh, It
2: was, was yard touchdown. Yep. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. 85-yard touchdown yeah, because of, like, what was, I think, a 10-yard penalty because yeah, start we, can't, we can't, there's no way that we can go an entire drive without committing <laughs> one, one, I you mean, why, but, <laughs> but we, but, but this time the, uh, the Niners were able to overcome it and it those explosive plays. I mean, it was just, it was, it, you know, i mean, the more that I think about it and, and, and watching it over the last couple of days again, I mean, I think it may have been Shanahan's best, uh, best game as a head coach slash offensive coordinator since he's, yeah. uh, since he's come to the Bay area. So he was just one step ahead of the, uh, Bengals at every turn. And it doesn't matter. Didn't matter what the Bengals did. Didn't matter what calls they got, uh, you know, compared to the week before, uh, uh, shannon always found a way to he, he always always had another play and then a play on another play and he was just <laughs> he was just really impressive and and you know was really um made me a little more confident in him going going forward so yeah, absolutely- I'm pr- proud of old shandy because i 'm be very critical but uh but but i uh, you know love his uh his his ability. And I I love it when he just pulls it all together and you see like the, uh, the magician he can be as a, uh, as an OC as well as a head coach.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I think with that in mind, let's, let's keep on that track, uh, and move on to our one up, one down, uh, for our week two performances, uh, with the victory over the Bengals, uh, who, who knows what this team is. They, you know, played a good game against this, against the Seahawks in week one and almost beat them. And then they came out and looked like this and, I, I don't know this team is strange um I, I heard somebody behind me consequently where i was watching the game who was like oh the Bengals are the worst team in football i'm like do you realize the miami dolphins are a thing uh <laughs> just to be clear um yeah, yeah, whatever's, whatever's left, whatever's left, left of, that the team of their, at this of point so roster, right? um all right so i think on the one up one down section of uh the podcast uh for me my up Uh, There's so many directions that we could go with this for for the game. Um, But I'm going to give mine to uh, Raheem Mostert. Uh, The running game, as we mentioned, was excellent. Like, really excellent. At one point, we were flirting with an 8-yard-per-carry number, (laughs) you know, in the third quarter. But then once we started to have to to run the ball more frequently, that number went down, as it it will. Uh, But we ended up with, like, 6.2 yards per carry or some... crazy statistic like that which was consequently about double what we managed what they managed last last week against the buccaneers so very interesting um on only 10 more carries consequently so kind of interesting numbers there uh, but Mostert was was impressive not only in terms of what he managed as a runner. He uh, certainly showcased his speed, and when he had the you know when he was given the opportunity, he finished with 13 carries for 83 yards. So he was at uh, 6.4 yards per carry in that particular uh, case. But he also finished with three catches for 68 yards, including uh, that long touchdown early in the game um, that he caught for 39 yards, where he, he took. Uh, a pass uh, for from Garoppolo and just ran and he ran and nobody caught him and that was amazing um so I, I think it's a testament to just what uh shanahan and running backs coach Bobby Turner can can get out of these guys like I, I, I mean these are the what the the group that they tried it out on, on Sunday is not a household a group of household names or anything like this uh we got Breida and we got Raheem mostert and we got Jeff Wilson jr not exactly like names that people would know, uh, although in some cases like uh, they should. But they just gashed, they gashed the Bengals, and they just looked good doing it. Um, and it didn't matter if they were running, if they were uh, passing the ball. But uh, Mostert, in particular, was was really excellent when he got the opportunity. And so um, I I don't feel uh, bad at all um, about having him in the backfield, um, and he's certainly going to make uh, for some interesting decisions um once this season is over to kind of see what the niners want to do with the running back position so that's my up uh for this week
2: actually thinking about it i guess all three of the um the 49ers running backs were all undrafted free agents right
3: yes i believe that's true
2: yeah yes yeah. so, so it uh <laughs> yeah shows uh so it shows what you can do if you're uh if you're able to uh to pick up the right guys mm-hmm. uh you know off the street um and um and, and plug them in and suddenly they're you know they're leading the league in various uh you know offensive categories it's it's incredible really it's just yeah. just amazing yes yeah, yeah, so I think that they were what like like 6.2 yards a run and a lot a lot of yeah. that was was um jeffrey Wilson sort of uh yeah, Jeff Wilson, the clock and, Jeff Wilson and then, brought
3: him down yeah, with his 3.4 yards per carry.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know. But but, but he got in, he got in the end zone twice. Yes, that. it's, that's, you know, so true, that's all, true. All, the, uh, all the, the fancy and also like, oh, I got to pick this guy up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I think that, that's going to be Breed um yeah. When, when he looks back at the end of his career, he'd be like, why do they always pull me out of the end of drives? Come <laughs> on, coach, just leave me in there. <laughs> Jeff Wilson scored all but my like touchdowns. He's like the w- Willie Parker of, uh, of the team this season. <laughs> or the, uh, you know, the Steelers' Willie Parker of the, uh, yeah, yeah. Of the 49ers this yeah. year. So, t- take it down to the one-yard line, and then... You know, Here's this guy to bring the... To yeah, bring, yeah. Bring, home. In the big, bring in the bus. <laughs> I guess he's not rid of the bus. But, I mean, yeah. he's a little bigger, but yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Just, just a tad. All right, Chris, for you, for Europe? You know, just to, uh, to touch on most of it, I definitely love that uh, screen pass that uh, was beautifully designed. Um, mm-hmm. Men out in front. I mean, all he had to do was just follow his blockers into the end zone. And instead he was just like, forget it. I'm just going to run right past all of everybody. He's <laughs> faster <than everyone> <laughs> and he just like, I think it was Staley who was uh, out in front of him at first. And he's just like, no, nah, I mean, I'm not going to work you, man. <laughs> and he just <laughs> ran past him and then just all, all of the, uh, the Bengals uh, defenders. So that was, uh, yeah, he's like, I'm not patient enough to wait for someone behind me to catch me. I know right. I'm faster than everyone on the field, so I'm just going to take this to the house. So was exactly. Really <laughs> Good stuff. My uh my up um it includes Mozart, but it's it's just Shanahan and his play calling, and his combination of explosive plays, which were off the charts, and his uh his success rates of his uh of his uh you know both his running backs and his wide receivers, And I just were able to um you know to actually lead the NFL in uh, in both explosive plays through the air and on the ground. Which uh, around the league is roughly defined as passes over uh, fifteen yards and rushes over over ten yards. So they were first in the NFL in um, in explosive plays um, on offense, and they were first in the NFL in success rate on offense, which is like a, a crazy. Fantastic combination. So basically, yeah. you know, you're extremely, you're extremely effective. You're extremely efficient, and and you're and you're um you're making big plays as well. So it's just like an unstoppable combination that you, that you you know r- rarely see. And um, w- one thing that, that was um was telling was that it is it was a lot more similar to his, his offensive strategy back in 2016 when he was a uh, OC for the Falcons in his final year in Atlanta. In that he's just immediately attacking, posting defenses. I mean, his offense is attacking uh, defenses on first down and just getting big chunk yards, mm-hmm. and defenses just don't know what's coming. And a lot, a lot of, a lot of those big, uh, big plays came on first down. And um, I think I've written something earlier, but the fact that I mean that's really I mean all offenses need to gain yards on first down, but the fact that the Niners just cannot convert third and long to save their lives at least this season. <laughs> It, it really behooves them to you know to gain significant yards on early downs, just like it does any other team in the NFL. And you know Shanahan over the course of his offensive coordinator career has been able to do that consistently, and he's um and he's doing it again this this year, and especially in, in week two. I mean his, I, I was really blown away by his um explosive place and his uh, success rates. Yeah, I was just looking just at the, at the two running backs, um, you know, Mostert and and uh, and Breida, who I guess were just like point was it 0.2 points away from uh or or grade points away from being the the PFF um t- team of the week player at running back so uh I don't know they
3: you know. they they were
2: named the the unit of the week the yeah, 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 unit at least they were the unit of the week but um I, I guess so collectively the that, the they were pretty that good only had that, I guess one one catch and then wasn't able to find the end zone was the uh, was the difference there but right but, you know I mean he, he ran he um was 12 12 for 121 yeah a, a catch for 11 yards so yep what's that 10.2 yards per yeah that's per, pretty good uh, per touch which is yeah, that's not pretty good too bad can't ta- yeah can't can't complain about that and he was so every um, time he touched the ball he got a he got a first down <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I mean yeah, <laughs> yeah essentially so, so that's that, yeah <laughs> it's like you know it's college numbers or or whatever high school was playing my high school uh numbers <laughs> yeah um, very good looking back at the numbers from week 2 uh they're pretty astounding and they did it both on the ground and through the air. Twenty-one percent of their rushing attempts went for at least ten yards, and twenty-three percent of their passes went for fifteen yards or more. So, so a total of twenty-two percent of their plays were, you know, quote unquote, you know, explosive plays. That'll win you a and, lot and, of football and, games, usually. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's hard it's hard to lose with, you know, with um. With, with, with any extremely poor defense, yeah. <laughs> if you're uh, if you're scoring at that kind of rate, yeah, I guess yeah. The, the only problem is that your their uh, defense spends a lot of time on the field because your offense is scoring so quickly, right? And then uh, success rate wise, um, you know, they're they're pretty even both runs and passes. Sixty four percent success rate on runs and sixty five percent on passes. Um, they led the league in in uh, in I believe just the uh, the passes. I think someone else inched them inched them out on runs, but uh, overall sixty five percent overall. Um, success rate so you know so basically so on average you're always ahead in down distance you know, combine that with the explosive plays and you just have a potent offense that's that's you know pretty much unstoppable and, and like you said it's it's with you know players like Debo Samuel and and uh and you know Richie James and and Kendrick Bourne and I mean, Ricky's good one. I guess some people knew of a couple years ago, <laughs> right? But, but my, most guys that no one ever heard, you know, no NFL primary NFL fan had ever heard of a couple, exactly. couple years ago. And all these guys are just are lighting it up. And, and Kittle was somewhat of a non-factor, except in, in the blocking game. Which yeah, they discussed it, it won- over, 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 over. one really good catch. <laughs> but other than that, he was pretty pretty quiet. Yeah, but but um, I mean they're definitely keen on him, which is probably smart to do, especially given his talent level compared, you know, to compared to the uh, the other receivers. Right. The other receivers stepped up, and and Debo is um, I mean, he has a lot, a lot of room to grow. So I'm definitely excited about him in the long term, and they're force-feeding it to him. And but the team still needs to get Dante Perez, their uh, number one, uh, yeah, supposed number one number one wide receiver at the beginning of the uh, the preseason, and for some more substantial. Uh, Receiving place is supposed to passing place. <laughs> hey, that I mean, was a good, was good throw there by Dante yeah, Pettis. There. Uh, no, it, it was, but I, you know, I don't know, I don't know about you, but uh, I mean, when he first threw that thing, I thought it was going back to Jimmy, and I said, "Oh no!" Yeah, like, <laughs> no, Shane, you. I mean, no, I know you no, love no, no, CJ, no. but you, you
3: wouldn't do, to do it so <laughs> I. It. I thought he was. <laughs> I thought he was going downfield with it, which I, and I think oh, the. Oh yeah, yeah, I think the yeah, the I, play that ended up was a check on the on the pass for sure. Yeah, um, yeah but yeah. it was.
2: Which was which was great, great on on his uh. On his part, yeah, yeah, because I mean, originally, yeah, he he did, he did want to go down downfield with the ball, but then you know, throwing the ball across the field like that, well, a extremely dangerous, yeah, toward your quarterback, really, really dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I rather t- I rather you take that back for six than uh, yeah. than uh, than than you hit Jimmy and get hurt. Yeah, but uh, I did notice that. I- I think it was Staley who sort of pushed Jimmy out of the way and <laughs> was just like, uh, I know you want to block, but you're not going to be able to block uh, this yeah. job, buddy. <laughs> oh boy. So protecting so, this man, he's yeah. definitely going to be missed.
3: Absolutely. So the, uh, I think that's a, a good opportunity to transition on into the, the saddest part of the podcast. Um, and that is my down, uh, which is, you know, the only real thing that I have to talk about and that didn't really go well. On Sunday was the loss of Joe Staley uh, to a broken fibula on his left leg. Um, I, I read somewhere this is not the first time he's done this, uh, or maybe I heard him say it on the um, the ers Niners Insider podcast with Matt Mayoko. He mentioned that he'd done this, uh, he'd injured the the same leg in the, basically the same spot before. Um, so that's unfortunate. Uh, I mean, I get. I suppose it could be worse. It could be a, an injury that you know is going to keep him out for much longer uh we're talking about a a fracture of the non uh load bearing portion of the lower leg is my understanding um not a doctor but that's sort of my my understanding of how that works um but six to eight weeks uh supposedly uh no intention of putting him on ir uh, the short-term ir so he's going to be on the on the quote-unquote active roster um for the entire time of of the the injury at least at, at this point and it's just a bummer. Um, he was playing well at, he, after he kind of had a sort of rough preseason, uh, but he he was looking so good, and the, the pass blocking was has been exquisite so far uh, through two games. Uh, and let's just hope that uh, that Shanahan has some magic up his up his sleeve because um, I don't know that uh, the Justin School, the rookie out of Vanderbilt, is ready, but now he must be <laughs> whether or not he is or not, he has to be ready. So that's kind of how this is going to work. So, um, I think that Shanahan will find a way not to isolate him over there. Uh, whatever that might be, but he's going to have to
2: step up because it's, it's time to shine there, young man. Yeah. It's just unfortunate. And when it originally happened, it was, yeah, you could, you, you could just tell so you tell something was bad and, and, uh, Knew that something was going to ruin my afternoon, and that, that was that was definitely the the, the thing that did. Yeah, you know, just feel sorry for a guy who's um you know played his entire career in San Francisco and Santa Clara, and you know, just an all around team player, and you know so close with Alex Smith, and then you know, with the transition to to Kaepernick, and, and he's he's just always been. You know the guy who pr- protects the uh, the blind side of the 49ers quarterback and you know, always connects with them. You know, fun guy. It's just yeah. There's, there's really not a, a lot to not like about Joe Staley. Yeah. Other than his age, if you could just like uh, time machine it back to ten years ago. Yeah. You know? Mostly because uh,
3: you know I want if if the team is going to get good now, I I want him to be a part of the team being good again because he deserves to be a part of that since. He's been, you know, they were bad when he, first, you know, first got here, and then they were good for a little while, and then they've been bad again. Um, so if anybody deserves an opportunity to see this team, uh, you know, get back into contention and, and that sort of thing, it's it's Joe Staley. So um, hopefully he'll he'll be on the cl- the you know closer to the the six than the eight, but I, I don't really anticipate that they're going to try to push him any harder than he needs to. So. Um, as of right now uh this is Justin school's position to to take and hopefully he'll be able to uh keep up the work that is being done on that left-hand side of the line and really across the offensive line which has been um doing its job for the most part uh yeah for the first two games of the year
2: i definitely think it's important to you know to keep the to camaraderie and cohesion across the line um but by you know, keeping McGlinchey um, on the right side and then adding someone to the left side, right? Uh, and my best guess is this is just a, a one week tryout for him. Sure, Cause they, yeah, right, because they have the bye week after and, after this week. Yeah, because I mean, it's not like they're going to be able to get anybody else in who's able to to learn everything in time for the for the game on uh, on uh, on Sunday. Right. But what, what do you think is the is the long term vision for Shannon? and Given the fact that he sees school in you know in the preseason and in practice every day, and yeah, I don't know. Probably knows his limitations better than we do. I, I don't know. Um,
3: I, I think that's probably right on. I think the they brought in uh, Sam Young, who was here for what three games in the preseason, so like three weeks of the preseason. Uh, so theoretically, he could have been you know at least somebody they could have put on the on the roster, but they decided to to not sign him at this particular moment. Um, which you know that's fine. Uh, certainly, as as I've said repeatedly in different both here and um, and on uh, on ninernoise.com, they these coaches know these players better than we do. We only see them in the game situations, and so he knows what's going on. Um, Long term, I mean, I'm hoping Staley's around that he'll be fine and he'll be around through the end of his contracts, which is coming up here relatively soon um but i i would and then that's mostly just because i want him to see i want him to go out when he decides he wants to go out not because he hurt himself and we had to bring in somebody else and then he was moved on from kind of thing um got the sort of alex smith treatment in, in one way or the other but um yeah i think it's i think it's a bummer uh and i hope he gets well soon and the team is still flying high and he'll be ready to to come back and invigorate the team to make a playoff push or something like that.
2: Yeah. Um, He's definitely also a uh, important player in the uh in the locker room as well, so Yeah. Yeah, it, it's just um hopefully keep, keep him in there and 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 if nothing else, uh, I think it's good not to throw him on I, on IR just so he can, you know, be in the locker room and and hype up his teammates every day and <laughs> and, and, and you know, being being a good uh good positive influence on McGlinchey's up making him sing. She could stop doing that <laughs> right. um but but otherwise yeah it's it it's um i mean he definitely has a uh you know the the right the right kind of personality for for, like, ta- for a light for a left tackle who's for sure it's you know, like you know he's a guy that everybody loves and pr- protects all all his guys and he's just just a leader and you know not necess- i mean well he's loud but he's not necessarily <laughs> like uh sherman loud he's yeah, yeah, he's just yeah. more like more like uh hey look at me he's... um i'm making fun of myself loud yeah but absolutely. um yeah, I mean, it's just he's that guy that yeah, you gotta like him, and and uh, I'm sure that his uh, eventually, hopefully, not in the very near future, more like the uh, distant or at least two to three years future, the jerseys will be found on the shelves as he uh, as as he eventually retires. But yeah. yeah, like you said, I mean, they can walk away from him. Unfortunately, I, and I really think it's more going to be a, a factor of whether he wants to walk away. Right, they could rid themselves of uh, the majority of his of his uh, contract in their dead cap space at the end of this this season if they correct if they and he, he and they chose to. But you know, Lynch and Shanahan really respect him, and I, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. so, yeah, so it's, it's going to be a mutual decision. Hopefully, it'll be a positive one because we, we could use him for another. 10 years or so yeah <laughs> yeah for sure
3: yeah. all right uh chris did you have any other downs for the game other than uh poor joe staley
2: there's really not not too much to to choose from i mean like you said before the sort of like of effort at the end of the game i mean we're sort of nitpicking here because yeah, I mean, it was mostly it, backups it's, it's a, at it, the it's point a blog, yeah it's a blood game but the backups are in there but you know but, but still it's like yeah, I, I never like giving up long scores like that. So you know, keep the uh, keep the score keep the score low on defense, and uh, keep the blowouts uh, significant. You know, the, you know, don't 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 play don't don't play dirty. You know, but just make the plays and and just just show the proper amount of effort, especially if you're a backup out there. A couple of those backups at the end of the game, I'm like. Hey, if you you want to be playing on this team, you should probably make that play, or you should probably <laughs> at least uh, exert a little more effort, please. Yeah, I agree, agreed. <laughs> Outside of the touchdown that they allowed in the closing minute of the game, yeah, I mean, I and mean, just looking over the last two weeks, the the Forty defense is having a, a problem on third downs, especially in the um, in the intermediate to not say long range, but um, you know, somewhere in that like, like the seven to twelve. Yard uh, range on third downs, mm-hmm. where they just um, they need to do something different with their defense, and maybe it's not blitzing. I, I know that that you know bringing four is is what Sala wants to do on those on those plays, and the Niners have the um, defensive personnel that should be able to get to the quarterback with four layers. I mean, although it doesn't always happen, yeah, yeah, you know, it you know, it didn't happen as often as we would have liked this last week, uh, especially you know, some of the uh the forty Nineers stars. All the, a lot of that did have to do with uh you no, likely had to do with injury. Yeah. Breaking down the forty ers defensive numbers on third down in the week two against the Bengals and I, I actually over the uh the entire season, two thousand nineteen uh season, but especially this last week, opposing offenses are really excelling against the Niners defense on long third downs. <laughs> they 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 would be uh um you know, they're they're better off in in longer situations than shorter situations. So mm-hmm. if you're in a, uh, you know, for for example, a uh, third down to four, third down to six, uh, and six, you and know, statistically you just take that five yard penalty and move it back uh, five yards, you, you're a lot more likely to uh, to gain a first down on uh, on third down against the Niners <laughs> that's, defense, that's which is super interesting. I mean, obviously abnormal and shocking, and something that I'm sure that the North, the 49ers, um, um you yeah. know, coaching staff and uh, analytics crew is aware of but you know you know stopping every one of the passes that are you know third and fourth four to six and then and, and then allowing a defense to convert all their longer conversion drives you know that that, that demonstrates you have a, a schematic problem on defense and uh, one that's going to hurt you in the long run against you know any team in the NFL unless you're you know playing at the offensive level that the Niners were playing this last week And it was a uh, a similar situation uh, the prior week when uh, the opposing offense converted seventeen percent of the of the shorter four to six yard conversions, and then seventy one percent of the uh, the longer seven to twelve yard uh, attempts. So, so team does have a problem that they need to address on defense. So just if he could just get solid to just have his DBs just take another step up, like in front of the. The first down marker, then I think that could solve most problems. So hopefully something that's something that they'll they'll tighten up. Uh but maybe otherwise, I mean, you know, we're a little bit nitpicking. And, you know, I mean, it, it was a blowout. Uh it's we don't get those a lot. So so we'll we'll take it and uh we will definitely enjoy it. Um all right, well let's move on before uh we
3: uh take this this one home. Let's move on to uh next week's home opener. That's right. Home opener against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Kind of a weird Steelers team. Uh, I think there was some, some intrigue around them coming into the year you know, are they going to be any good? I think a lot of the the hype around the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens was just sort of kind of uh, leading into, well, yeah, but what about the Steelers kind of conversation within that division? Um, and then I, th- I think to a certain extent, people were just like, well, the Browns are going to be good. The Ravens are going to be good. The Steelers can't also be good. Um, and so far, Some of that has been true. Uh, The Ravens have been very good. Uh, The Browns, you know, had a bad first week and a better second week. Um, But the Steelers have had a rough start. They are 0-2, having been demolished on uh, Sunday Night Football by the uh, New England Patriots. But, you know, who isn't being demolished by the New England Patriots these days? Um, And then... Uh, losing to seattle last week uh 28 26 uh so they're down two already which is not a good place to start um and then even more so they had a problem with uh their quarterback uh ben roethlisberger hurt his elbow i'm not really sure what the extent of the damage was um i'm assuming it's some sort of structural thing because they're doing surgery and he is done for the year uh, so, that is what we enter into uh, this coming Sunday for the first game at Levi Stadium this year. Uh, lots of really interesting things to think about. But, Chris, let's talk about one thing that you're looking for in this uh, matchup with the Steelers. Um, just one thing of intri- intrigue or interest for you uh, this upcoming week.
2: A, a large interest and in, in a personal interest is <laughs> okay. I, I need a win. In this game. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so, so I, I've been to the last, um, I think this would be my, my, my fourth straight uh, 49ers uh, Steelers game that I've attended. Oh, okay. Nice. Unfortunately, here in the uh, D.C. area, um, Steelers fans um, think that they that they rule the land. <laughs> and uh, and um, I'm, I'm stuck with many, many... Uh, Friends and uh, coworkers workers are huge Steelers fans who yeah, I often attend games with, uh, usually in Pittsburgh, where we always lose. Um, yeah, I think we started in, um, I guess, what is it? so it's every four years we play the uh, AFC team, Something so like that, yeah. it must have been I guess, 07, where it uh, <laughs> was the first time that we made it in, uh, an, an annual event, and uh, that, that was the... Um, that was the uh, Al- Alan Rossum uh, r- return for touchdown. Mm-hmm. I think after a uh, after a forty uh field goal, And I was like, "Oh, th- this game's over." <laughs> and and that ended up being a huge blowout. And then um, I guess 2011? Eleven was well, yeah. That was that was the um that that was the big uh, the, uh, the the, the prelude to the uh, to the Super Bowl where the lights went out. Yeah In, the, yes, in, yes, in yes. the game, so we we were uh, uh, able to get a little bit of extra. Um, not necessarily extra football, but extra time waiting for football to begin <laughs> as they as they worked on some of the yes, you know, uh, yeah, electric yeah, yeah. R- grid in the area. Um, that was fun. But the yeah, that was a very interesting game to go to. But but it, it prepared me for going to the Super Bowl and 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 uh, <laughs> losing the uh, losing the power there as well. So and I, I think that was the game where Alden Smith had his one of his breakout performances. They had two, two two and a half or three sacks, something yeah. like that. And and then the Niners really. Um, I think they fielded to death the, uh, the the Steelers and Steelers really just couldn't do anything. I think they scored like maybe three points in the entire game. But then uh, fast forward four more years, and then uh, another blowout, not in the uh, Niners' favor. And um, yeah, it was a uh, it was one of those A B games where it's. Um, I, I don't know if you you ever seen uh, Antonio Brown play in person. No, I have not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's one one of I think it was like like three like or, you know professional athletes that that I've I've seen in person who's who's just on a, a different level and you just see him out there and he's covered and everyone knows the ball is going to him and Roethlisberger knows the ball is going to him, AB knows the ball is going to, to him, the safety and the corner do and it's going to him and he's yeah. catching it twenty five yards on the field and just killing me. So yeah, I like I saw I saw Kobe in one of his later years and he was sort of the same way it's just like well, like this it's not fair this guy's like playing a bunch of uh jp players you know it's just and then and then my man in uh, dutch soccer uh Ian Robin was sort of the third guy on my on my list of uh of uh of, you know just guys who are above all the rest um when you actually see him in person but i'm happy ab is no longer although i am enjoying the um the ongoing uh, drama, <laughs> oh, I, except for <laughs> well, the last that's, part. That's another thing altogether. together. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah so the so last, hopefully the last part is the last good, time but,
3: we played, but the, all, the, all the rest of it's fun. The <laughs> yeah. last time we played the Steelers was coming off that, uh, that Monday night uh, victory, and we were like, yeah, maybe we're actually good, and then they
2: destroyed us. Uh, that was in yeah. 2015. Yeah, um, and th- th- that was a long, a long ride home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After like after, after that game. So, there's been a, uh there was a lot of uh preseason uh trash talking which has been silent over the last 2 <laughs> weeks. <laughs> but but uh yeah, I mean for me you know, to, to, to actually answer your question from a actual football perspective, as opposed to an <laughs> extremely selfish, <laughs> I like uh, that perspective. Though. That's good. That's good. Is um, is, yeah. Is, is, I mean, how how to play without the uh, the three killer bees because this is the first time that all three have not been on the field. So true. I mean, they have a um, you know a you know, quote unquote future you know, you know franchise quarterback, or at least one that they hope to be. Um, third rounder in yep. um, last year, mm-hmm. and um, and he he loves himself some Vance McDonald, and who, you know, who doesn't love Vance McDonalds? So <laughs> that uh, is the strangest it. thing. <laughs> the fact that uh, he and, has yeah, managed and, and, to turn uh, himself uh, into a decent I'm at, player is I'm actually crazy. I'm actually one of the uh, one of the few Vance truthers who is very upset that they, uh, the that the Niners uh, let him go. With that I mean, it worked out. Give him so, his new contract, you know. no matter how many balls he drops, I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I am, um, yeah, I might be president and uh, sergeant at arms, and, and every member of that vehicle. Not, yeah, that's so, probably uh, <laughs> true. Probably true. Yeah, yeah, he is definitely uh, a player who is not liked by much of the uh, of a uh, niner empire. <laughs> but um, but I I still believe in Vance, but. Not this week so yeah hope, exactly I, I would not be having him on any of my fancy teams like, immediately dropped and uh I hope he drops every pass all the passes just like I drop him in my fancy league
3: correct cool um well mine is uh on a similar note uh to you so the 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 Steelers actually have played their best football without ben Roethlisberger this year so far uh they were really really bad offensively uh in week one now part of that might have been the fact that uh, new England's defense might be really good, um, and so they were held three points, as I mentioned, uh, and they were not really doing anything in the uh, time leading up to uh, Roethlisberger's injury. Uh, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, most of most of their points came with uh, their new quarterback Mason Rudolph at the helm, um, which you know is all well and good, uh, but it leaves us with a lot of questions, uh, question mark, um, <laughs> about whether or not, i I just really need to know, like, is this legitimately, a, a is, is Mason Rudolph like actually good at football or is it just something that, uh, he, you know, the, the Seahawks didn't have a time to, and, you know, did weren't expecting to play him. And so they didn't, they weren't prepared. And so he came in and, and did well, um, which, you know, happens on a fair amount a fair amount of the time where you know a rookie quarterback or a quarterback who's never started before who's never played will sort of surprise the other team because they weren't expecting that person and that sort of thing so it'll be really interesting with the you know Niners having an opportunity to actually prepare for Mason Rudolph what is he going to do is he going to be any good is uh there going to be an opportunity there is he going to be sort of uh uh, is is it going to be a struggle for him? Because here's the here's the real story: the Steelers defense, which has been long been their calling card for many, 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 many years, is has not been good uh, so far this season. Uh, so if Rudolph is not capable of uh, guiding uh, them through the night, uh, if you will, uh, if you'll forgive the the pun with his nose so bright, uh, then I think it could be a long day for uh, the Steelers in uh, Santa Clara on Sunday.
2: The Steelers fans they always uh they they always travel strong and I am assuming that it'll be the same, even though they're they're two. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that, that their fans have uh yeah, obtained their tickets uh a month in advance <laughs> before and they, before they expecting a, to be terrible. A, a, a beat down of epic proportions. Let's and hope hopefully so. we are able to give it to them the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and I sure hope that Levi Stadium gives his, gives uh all the attendees uh some, some red or white towels to yeah. to, uh, to, to counter the yellow. Yeah, so, for sure. So if you're um, listening, yeah. check, get on
3: that. <laughs> I, um. I'm, I'm just looking forward to see, like <laughs> yeah. this is the first like legitimate, like maybe this is a good team that we've had since the stadium opened. Uh, you know, the first year it was pretty, it was like the, you know, that end of Harbaugh era where the team was kind of like underperforming and that sort of thing. So it'll be interesting to see uh if people are getting excited about the team, and if they show up and are ready to 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 root on the the team, so that's that's, what, that's another thing I am looking forward to.
2: I think you are right that uh, Rudolph was. Um, I mean, he's definitely a lot more effective than uh, Rothersberger was in, in, in his time in there, and um, yeah, it, it could be partially because yeah you know, he wasn't expected. <laughs> but uh, I know yeah. a lot of Steelers fans have sort of uh, written written Ben off. And uh, are looking for for something new, <laughs> Some, somebody who works out in the off season, as they as they say, <laughs> as they say. I, I have no pro- I have no problem with Ben whether he works out, you know, curling chicken legs That's or funny. turkey That's legs funny. or, or whatever he does in the off season. All the all the, yeah. and all the but, but legs. Th- These are all things all that, right. that my other friends have said. So, so yeah, give very break. funny. Um, but all yeah, right. I mean, the, the Steelers. You know they, they they sure weren't able to stop the Patriots, and the Patriots were, were able to stop them. And then they were you know couldn't do much against um, you know stopping uh, uh, Russell Wilson. And despite losing most of his major stars from recent years, Pete Carroll and the uh, you know leading the the um, the Seattle defense was was able to stop the Steelers at least you know for, for the first portion of the game. You know despite not being able to stop Andy Dalton the week before. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's what a world. I don't know. I, it, it, and I'm just I'm a little worried that it's it's a trap game. Yeah, but I, I'm happy that it's a. If this was if this game was on was away, I would be extremely worried. Yeah, but but the fact that this game's at home, yeah, I mean, Rudolph's gonna be starting his. And I assume this is his first game. Yep, his first on, start on the road. His um, first start in the NFL period. So, oh, okay, so, so he didn't he didn't start at all um, at all last year. Yeah. No. So yeah, so his first start on the road. um Four crowd's got to be hyped, after two wins. I mean, as hyped as a, as a you know, as the crowd can be at Leo Stadium. <laughs> so yeah. So and, and and I'll be there losing. my I will not have a voice by Monday. I promise. I promise all the fans. Awesome. Um, and I'll be leading all, all my uh all, all the fellow fans uh on in a loud third down ch- chance, and uh yeah, whenever possible. So um yeah. I mean the the games against the Steelers, you know, and the Patriots, Cowboys. The, they're always the most fun fun games because there's you know there's animosity but it yeah you know, there's all there's also respect yeah absolutely and both fan bases are very very pumped up very hyped up have good histories so I, i'm really looking forward to uh to this matchup and um yeah hopefully uh we we give uh the, the steelers new quarterback a, a rude uh introduction into the nfl yeah you know if our uh yeah. defensive alignment defense can stay healthy and if we can uh Block uh, Jimmy G's uh, blind side, yeah, so for sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. Have, you have any uh, predictions for the game? I don't think we've well, done
3: those yet. No, we haven't. Uh, I actually called a three and zero start way back at the beginning whoa, of, whoa, of whoa, the... whoa, 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 R- right? Like, really? Yeah. If you go back and, and look at my at the article that I did on Nine Noise where I did a way too early prediction of of the wins and losses, I had a a three and zero a three and one start, actually a total of a six and two start over the first like eight weeks or something. Or, yeah, really huh. nine weeks. So. I'm, you know I, I I was bullish on on the beginning of the oh. schedule to begin with so uh i'm I'm not gonna not gonna remove myself from that especially after they've they've played well last week in winning so I think that's really important they they won without playing well and they've now won while playing well and I think they have shown themselves at least capable of beating teams that they should and I feel like this Steelers team is a little bit wounded and I feel like they're gonna win um, I'm not going to go so far as to say it's going to be another blowout. Um, it might be significantly closer, um,
2: but it's. I, th- I think they're going to pull it out in the end. Yeah, and and, and I am definitely hoping so. Um, yeah, and and, and yeah, you know, I definitely like the way that the you know the, the line and opened up with you know Pittsburgh being um, you know, short favorites and then even and then Pittsburgh were you know favorites again and then. As soon as the info dropped on Rothersberger, it immediately went from a you know Pittsburgh minus one to a uh, San Francisco minus seven. Mm-hmm. I think it's since gone down to I think six point six. Yeah, point it's like five. six and a uh, half, seven yeah. range. Are, uh, been which, which, is, which is probably yeah you know, the place that it should be.
3: Yeah, I think, and I think that's probably about where it's going to be. Somewhere in that you know seven to nine range, somewhere in there, seven to ten.
2: Yeah. If the Niners are able. Yeah, I'd say if San Francisco enters this game and the and the the uh, the line is somewhere over a touchdown, then yeah, you know, I feel really really good about it. Yeah. But even if it's under a touchdown, just by just, just by a little bit, I I think that they have the team. They're yeah, you know, I'm not. I don't have the most faith in um, in the Steelers being able to come back from adversity because they haven't. Yeah, they, they haven't really had to deal, to deal with it. With, yeah, too much of it since they keep on winning. <laughs> um so yeah, but but you know, then again, uh Tama knows this is a you know, th- this is their season. You you're not gonna be coming back, especially in in, in their division um this season and, yeah. and the way some of the other teams in the AFC are playing. I mean, they they need to win this game. For sure. Badly. And the forty nine ers they don't need to win this game, but if they did, man, it's I mean, it's going into a bye. I mean, you're thinking playoffs so it's yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's just uh yeah it's a, it's a great uh it's a great football game um well hopefully it will be a great football game but it's a great football matchup between you know two uh storied franchises one that appears to be going in a different direction than the other but <laughs> you know things things could change on a dime so That's it's changed. it's it, in the end we'll we're going to look back and say this is probably one of the more important games of the nfl season for the 49ers so cool. Yeah. I also will will yeah, you know, I I am not thinking uh forty you know, forty one to uh to seventeen, but you know, I mean, I'll take a two nothing victory. I'm fine with that too. So um, <laughs> yeah, whatever you know, it I, way I whatever that, does it. I think the Niners will uh will make it interesting. Um but you know, just ho- hope they can they can uh jump out to a lead and then um and, and le- unleash some of their uh their elite pass rushers who will be hopefully um healthy for this uh upcoming matchup and um and then yeah, you know, I who's obviously listening right now, is going to just move for his sure. uh, um, back up a foot, and then you know this is it's an, it's an easy one for 49ers. So yeah, yeah I I also will uh, predict a, a victory for San Francisco, and um, and when we are both correct. Um, then we will continue to do this uh, for it. And if we're wrong, then we will never do this segment <laughs> again. All right. Cool stuff. Uh, well, that
3: this has been uh, our first official episode of the uh, Niner Noise podcast, uh, part of the Fan-Sided Post- Podcast Network. Uh, I'm super excited for week three uh, for the home opener to see uh, those uh, red jerseys coming out of the tunnel and ready to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, So until next time, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you have a good one, and we will see you next week, uh, 49ers fans, for the Niner Noise podcast.